Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, and welcome to what will hopefully be a truncated version of Wrong and Wronger, because life has gone from clear track ahead to total train wreck, but thank God I'm still here to mollify the Breakwell effect and teach you words like truncate and mollify. But I'm Steve Olivas, and he is James Breakwell. And James, how are you doing this afternoon? I am doing amazing because this is the episode where you finally go to jail, as everyone who listened last week <laughs> knows. Do you want, do you want uh, to fill uh, them yeah. in on well, that? Uh, hang on. <laughs> Remember when I said the thing about the track and the wreck and clear <laughs> track and all that? I, I disregarded all of that. I got plans. Oh, right. Well, I'm at home right now, so I don't have the box. I will say, Mrs. Steve, a little bit skittish about me committing a felony and then uploading it onto YouTube, <laughs> but we'll deal with that all at another time. Now, I, I'm home, James, because I was at the mercy of somebody else's schedule, and I don't know if you have any idea what that feels like. I, uh, You know what? It was the best self-burn I have ever seen anyone bring down on themselves. It just... <laughs> <laughs> There I was believe... more to the text, but we'll leave that one aside. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as you wrote it, I thought, damn it, I have nothing to come back with either. I just have to sit with this. <laughs> it's a good thing our text conversations do not appear online anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> one of our phones gets hacked, we're all going down. <laughs> No, I'm at home. We had to uh, disassemble a piece of furniture that I sold to a guy who, thank God, had more mechanical skills than me. It's interesting, James. You and I are both dudes. I have more mechanical skills than you, but I'm still, I don't even move the needle for most guys. And so the guy that showed up is like a metal fabricator. Oh, wow. And he took one look. It's a hospital bed. And I said, I think we have to take it apart. And then there was a couple beats, and he said, you got tools? And he said it in kind of a condescending way, James. I don't know why people are like that. And I said, yeah, there's like a bunch of tools downstairs. And then he got what he needed, and in like four minutes, he had the whole thing taken apart. It was marvelous. Wow, that is, that is exactly the kind of person you want to show up. Usually, it's the opposite. So I had a couple things that I tried to give away on, on uh, Facebook Marketplace. So, like, you norm the normal strategy, like a normal American, if I want to get rid of something, I just put it on the corner of my street. And eventually, somebody <laughs> will come by and take it. Like, if it's of any value whatsoever. People have taken some really questionable stuff that I put out there. <laughs> yes. Uh, and anyway, but this time, they were like, uh, there were two chairs. And, uh, yeah, they had a little bit of dirt from pigs on them. So let me give you the story of the chairs. So first Ooh. of all, these chairs came from the curb. Like, I was walking down my street, the, like, <laughs> 12 years ago when we moved into this house, and somebody was putting them out on the curb to be picked up. You know, the, the permanent furniture recycling life cycle. Sure. And I said, sure. I would like to take those chairs. And they said, well, somebody else said they were going to come and take those chairs. But if you could take them first... 
you can have them. And so I literally picked it up and put it on top of my head and just walked back to my house with it, then ran back and grabbed the other one, <laughs> took it right that second, and somebody else showed up and did not get their free garbage chairs. So anyway, we, oh, had, man. we had 12 years with these chairs in our dining room, yeah. and um, the pigs eventually, they were white chairs, which is a dangerous thing to have if you have pets or children or any, basically just white is always a mistake. Anyway, so there was some dirt and stuff from pigs on them, and uh, we eventually put like slip covers over them that were worth more than the chairs because the chairs were free and then it came time that Lola decided we were going to get rid of these chairs for reasons that are her own and it's like all right fine whatever so I put them on the curb and they sit out there for like a week and nobody takes them and I have to like keep going out there and bringing them in because it's you know if it rains because you don't want people to get like wet garbage chairs because then nobody's gonna take it so I have to like watch the weather all week so that somebody will come and take my garbage chairs and I finally say to myself you know what I'm gonna post these on Facebook marketplace for the price of free and like people Hmm. are just like you know again this is like a free service I'm offering you can come and take these shares and people are just so demanding they come in and they're like asking me questions about these chairs it's like these are free chairs take them or leave them I am done with my investment I don't have to sell these chairs to you take them or don't it just uh I, I don't know have you ever had the experience of trying to give something away and people grill you on it like they're doing you a favor not free per se but like we used to have a community yard sale in the subdivision we lived in a while ago and we'd have stuff out for like five bucks. It's like a $60 thing that like you, it's been sort of distressed down to its used form. Yeah. And people be dickering for the five. Will you take four fifty for this thing? I'm <laughs> like, where are you? What decisions have you made in life that you have come to a place where you have to dicker over 50 yeah. cents? Really? So I've had that. I don't know that uh, I have had a few things that have been reclaimed by the earth, as you're talking about, (laughs) where I leave them out front. And then in the morning, I guess the raccoons ran off with them or something. But no, I've never had to dicker with someone who was worried that they would get it for free and still get ripped off. Yeah. And and it was like it it became a logistical thing, too. They're like, uh, well, can you hold it for me till five or till the next day? And it's like, I don't know who you (laughs) are. Like like... these flaky Internet people, because we're kind of a little bit out of the way. It's like literally the first person who comes here gets it and i had to tell that to like 25 people until one of them showed up and got the chairs i had the, like a, a roving list of people who get just popping up it was so much work to just give these things away so the next time i have to get yeah. rid of furniture if it doesn't go on the curb i'm just setting it on fire i mean that's that's clearly the more ecologically sound way to deal with this because uh facebook can't handle free it just blows people's minds You know, that whole thing, I'll be there at five, that's what set the first domino in motion this morning that ruined my whole day. Because (laughs) once somebody says I'll be there at five, it's more of a guideline than a rule to that person. (laughs) Because now you're on their time and they have no awareness of what your time means other than you are now beholden to them. And so they show up when they show up. And if they're the kind of person that's going to dicker over a free item, you know they're not someone who's going to be punctual at five o'clock when they say they'll be there at five. So yeah, it's a whole mess. I don't understand people. And I, it's my wife has that frustration because she does stuff on Marketplace and she'll sell something for like $10. And then there's like 15 text messages with someone who's trying to figure out if they can swing the 15 or not, <laughs> or if it's really going to fit the decor of their house. Like, I, I don't get it, James. What choices have you made to land in this spot yeah. in life? And I feel like and I feel like your wife is using Facebook Marketplace correctly the same way I do it. It's just to get rid of things. Like if if you make literally any money on it, that's great. But it's cheaper than like 
you know, you get to a point with trash here where you can, you know, sometimes you can trick the garbage man into taking it, but usually if it's too big, there's like a separate (laughs) fee for them to pick up. Like the the high point of suburban life is figuring out what you can get away with just putting in the regular trash for the regular price. Like, how can you swing this? I had a bench that was falling apart for like years and getting, it was heavy and getting rid of this thing was just going to be a, a job. And anyway, I finally lugged it all the way down the stairs after lugging it all the way up the stairs, not that long ago, because it had to relocate all the way to the attic for some reason. Um, and then like, okay, it's like, they're never going to take this, but if I fully dismantle it, piece by piece and break it down and put one piece in the trash can per week i bet they will and they did steve it was it was great it was you know i i can't grow anything you know i don't have that sense of completion over time but like the one sense of progress i get in my life is like just slowly incrementally getting rid of things into the trash it is the best feeling in the world i have done that i understand exactly (laughs) what you mean you know, you can eat a Buick if you just powder the whole thing and put a little bit over your scrambled eggs every day for 10 or 15 years. Like, that's the concept. We took out what uh, people on Twitter called the graveyard in my backyard. And by we, I mean my wife. And uh, she took it out, and there were a bunch of fence posts that were anchored in concrete Ooh. and i broke up all that concrete with a sledgehammer and over the next three months one little piece <laughs> of concrete at a time went in the garbage and it all eventually disappeared from my backyard and i'm going to assume that they're like here you probably could have paid 40 or 60 bucks and just taken it directly to the dump and been done oh, but it's the geez. principle of the thing you're not going to pay extra <laughs> i already pay for garbage i'm not paying again well, and there's a certain sense of satisfaction knowing that you gamed the system this way. Like, I would laugh like a mad scientist as the garbage truck would roll on down the street every week. It was fabulous. I have pushed it too far, though. And it was it was a time I got Ooh. dinged, and I feel like I did not deserve to be dinged. So I cleared out my basement around Christmas one year. I don't know when it was. It was, it was colder outside. But, like, I put a ton of stuff out around the trash can, but it was all light. It was, like, mostly empty boxes and things like that. Yeah. And what had prompted this is we had one of the kids' birthday parties coming up or something. There was some event where people were going to be at our house, and we just had to get rid of this stuff. But none of it weighed anything. And so that morning, the trash man came, and as, as any good you know homeowner will do, I looked outside with eager sure. anticipation, and the trash guy looked at our pile and took a picture of it <laughs> and drove away. <laughs> Like, no, this is, this is the one week I can't do that. I mean, it was just a mountain of stuff on our corner. And again, it's all light. I thought they could handle it, but it's just a mountain. And it's going to be sitting out there when all these people are coming over to our house. There's no room in the house for it. So what I did is I jumped in my car and I chased down the trash truck and gave the driver no, 20 bucks. And he came back and he took it all. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> you know what? I like that life can work that way. <laughs> you slip the garbage man a little Andrew Jackson action and everything magically goes away. That's the way it needs to be, James. Good on you. I actually I had the best contractor experience of my entire life the same way. <laughs> so we have some brick foundation underneath our house and like in a back corner or something, it was it was really bad. It was falling apart. Like it could bring down that section of the house. And I we had somehow never noticed this before. 
But once we noticed it, we couldn't like unnotice it. Like this urgently needed to be fixed. And I called like a Mason, which again, once you start calling people with like specialized trades, like you, you're in for it. You're not in a good place. They have all the leverage. So I call this guy. He kind of wipes his nose and goes, well, here's (laughs) what the thing is. Yep. And so I call like, there's like one Mason in a hundred miles or something. And then he's got a bricklayer, whatever the technical term is. It's whoever it is. There's like one guy in this area who does it. And it's going to be like (laughs) months and months till he gets out there. And all that masonry to do. Yeah. Like the next day, uh, we live in kind of like on the corner of a commercial area and there's a big brick building behind us. The very next day, there was like a tuck pointing crew from Iowa behind our house <laughs> tuck pointing this entire building. And I squat to these guys and they don't, they speak no English. They didn't, you know what, they weren't even, it wasn't even like like an immigrant group of you would expect. They were like Eastern European or something. And uh, oh. we could barely understand each other and I just motion and I'm like, uh, you know, can you you know you fix this for me? And and I'm like, I can give you two hundred bucks. And they, the guy looks at his friend and he's like, okay. And I'm like, when can you do it? And he goes, right now. And he took the tuck pointing oh. stuff from the other job, came over, fixed it that day, and was gone, all cash. <laughs> it was the most beautiful transaction of my life. I, I, if I could leave, leave those guys a Yelp review, I would. I was, that, that, that's how all business should be done. Just off the books, sure. cash only, done instantly. Boy, the Yelp review would have to use like weird symbols and pictures and <laughs> O's with lines through them and stuff. Usually cash doesn't work. I just pull up the hem of my pant leg a little bit and wink when the workers come running over, take care of anything I need. That's how you make them throw up and run. I, yeah, I don't think they're running <laughs> towards you, though, at that point. Well, I don't know. Do you ever do any? I guess we, we talk about, you know, bribing people in this way or doing, you know, the, the cash economy. But for all of the myriad of services you offer, do you ever offer things in the same way? Somebody asks you for a little bit of extra service and they slip you a 20 and you just go for it. Uh, no, no, but... no, 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 no free therapy on the down low, huh? No, it's actually illegal for me to do that oh. in my professional vet <laughs> office, but my speaking fees are um, fluid. <laughs> so part of the game is figuring out what price point is going to work for both of us, and that's uh, that's an acquired skill over time. <laughs> yes. I imagine it's similar to you with negotiating a book deal. Like, uh, your agent sort of does it at first because they know the rules of the game, and mm-hmm. once you pick it up, you can kind of work it from the outside too, right? Yeah, and that's when you realize that basically everything is just worth what somebody will pay, and that, that is a very that's mind-blowing exactly concept. Right. And, uh, I mean, exactly I, can't, right. I can't believe that anybody ever pays you to speak, but that, 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 that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of devalue it. Like, if they ever find out you do a podcast where you speak for free and nobody listens to it. <laughs> well, Judy P is out That's there. That's true. You, sir. That is true. We uh. will always have one listener. Um, yeah, so that that's uh, that that does make a lot of sense, though. I guess I've uh, I've I've engaged in barter for my services too. You know, I did famously trade a tweet for a pig, and uh, I have no regrets. <laughs> that was by far, I guess, in terms of like me offering something, getting something. That was that was the best trade that I've ever had that did not involve cash. <laughs> tweet I mean, for who, a pig. who can oh. say they've traded social media promotion for a barnyard animal? Like the number of people on that list has to be incredibly short, and there's probably a good reason for that 
Wow. I, not a lot of pride on that list either, James. <laughs> You've gone commercial. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> if I have to sell out for anything, <laughs> sold out. I'll sell out for a pig. That is totally worth it. Totally. <laughs> do people still do garage sales, though? Or is that like with Facebook yeah. Marketplace and all this stuff, they, are they still doing that down where you are? Yeah, but it's, it's uh, at least from my experience with it, it's not, unless it's an estate sale, that's sort of a big to-do, mm -hmm. just a regular rummage sale now, usually it's a neighborhood that'll sort of mm -hmm. uh, band together, so it makes it worth the while of the little scavengers that come out an hour before the yard sale is supposed to begin and knock on your door, assuming that you're not going to answer naked except for a robe that's open in the front, because it is an hour before the rummage sale is supposed to begin. That's strategy I picked up a few years ago go anyway <laughs> that uh now they can go to several houses it's like trick-or-treating you don't want to go to that one house out in the country you want a subdivision with a whole bunch of houses packed tightly together mm. so that's kind of how the rummage sale world works too so do you now i am sure you don't have this in your neighborhood because you live in a, a gated community with a moat and snipers and all of that <laughs> guard but towers do you yes. have houses around there that have like a perpetual garage sale and it's really more of a store no no, God. You don't have that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, if they did, it would be some really cool stuff. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the, those are always the best neighborhoods to go to. Or actually, so like if you're going to go to like a secondhand store, you got to go to the secondhand store in the rich subdivision. Like that's what you do. Because, you know, rich people are getting rid of like designer stuff. They don't know what it's worth. They don't care. They just toss it out there. You know, you go to go to the, uh, you know, the Goodwill or whatever around where I live. And it's like literal garbage. Like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk all the way to the trash can. I'll just toss it in the Goodwill donation bin yeah they have fill up your car for a quarter yeah. day yes. <laughs> <laughs> now there is a consignment furniture store uh near us that always had in fact my wife was just there the other day she wanted a hutch that apparently was in clint black's house and it was freaking spectacular and I don't remember, it was probably 18 bucks or something. It was a little too rich for Mrs. Steve. <laughs> she doesn't want to cross that bridge when it's so far away. So she went on the day, everything gets slashed to half price. And uh, by then, somebody had snapped it up. So we were not able to oh. get Clint Black's hutch in our okay, house. Okay, so who is Clint Black? He is a country artist who... Uh, Seems like a very nice guy, but I don't care for his music, unfortunately. <laughs> so what is the what is the provenance that proves this was in this guy's house? Uh, the uh, the person at the store was barking that at everybody who was waltzing past. <laughs> I'm sure that's totally <laughs> legit. And if it if it were, which I highly doubt, like you got to figure celebrities and all these people too. Like it's not like everything they have is something sentimental, like custom made. Like they've got to have crap from IKEA too. Like this is some this is some hutch he got from Kmart, and now it's in a Goodwill, and now it now it has this added value because there's a country singer you don't even like. <laughs> well, it's interesting because since I've been getting deeply into the music industry, everyone's sort of, there are kind of the, the Carrie Underwoods of the world who lives in a mansion out, uh, I won't say the town name, but you can probably Google it. <laughs> mm. And then there's sort of everybody else who you assume is rich, but really isn't ah. because it doesn't work that way. So <laughs> I can I imagine Clint Black's got a little money, but he's probably got a wife who shops and wanted a new piece of furniture. So it wouldn't shock me if that really was his stuff because it was at a store that I can picture his wife donating it to. 
Interesting. So he's he's the everyman of country music. I got it. The kind of guy who sells his stuff at Goodwill, but does not give it away for free on Facebook Marketplace. So maybe <laughs> maybe the country music business is harsher than we thought. I think he doesn't want people coming to his house because that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Oh, it does. Yeah, I had a, there was like a barbell in my basement too. And actually, so all workout equipment because of the pandemic is like super expensive right now. And this is the one, it's the bad, it was the bad kind of workout bar. It was one inch rather than two inches. And uh, so it wasn't like the Olympic quality one. And I couldn't even tell you for sure where I, where I got it from. And, uh, but like, I was like, all right, 25 bucks, which is underpriced for that. But I just wanted this thing gone and I wanted more than $0 for it. And within like 20 minutes, somebody offered it to me. And here I am to this stranger on the internet, like giving them my home address. Like, come here, I'll I'll risk my family's (laughs) safety for 25 bucks. Like I go to such exorbitant steps to like protect our identities and our home address and all this stuff for everything I do on Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff. And then for this guy for 25 bucks, I'm like, yeah, screw safety. We're, we're doing this. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Steve, for all that she wheels and deals, there is a particular gas station nearby that she will meet people at to make her transactions. I f- you know, I've done that before, and I just feel like the likelihood of getting murdered is higher at a, ne- a neutral site like <laughs> that station. than at my home. Like, I feel like at my home, I at least have, like, home field advantage, you know? I've got, I know where uh-huh. to run away, I know, I know where my neighbors are, but if we, like, just meet in a random parking lot, like, you know, if they, like, really attacked you, like, nobody's gonna help you in a parking lot like by the time they notice that like you're even in trouble you're you're probably already dead and even if they see you in trouble they're like yeah i gotta get home i got shopping to do you know so i i I don't know that i think the safety is an illusion is what i'm saying well that way you don't bleed out on your own linoleum you can go to the gas station parking lot and stain the concrete that's i guess for purposes of stain management perhaps the neutral site is the way to go but yeah, I've, so far management. That's yeah. So far, I'm I've sorry. given I've given out my home address multiple times, and I have not been murdered yet. I just you got to figure like overall the Facebook Marketplace clientele. Like if the percentage of murderers was like statistically significant, it would really hurt their business. <laughs> you know, so the the number of people out there just just trolling to kill you and pretending they want your stuff has to be pretty low. <laughs> Just for the sake of clarity, the chairs that you gave away, did Dr. Steve sit on any of those chairs? I don't. Did you ever sit in a white chair? I think you sat in our our hard wooden dining room chairs. I can't remember. I think I've been to both the old dining room table and the new one that Lola got. So these chairs were in the corner of the dining room. These were the chairs the kids would sit in and do handstands in while we were still watching TV for dinner, but they were either done with dinner or had given up on even trying to eat dinner, which is the usual outcome. You put food in front of them, they reject it, they go do handstands in the chair, and then my wife would yell at them, don't do handstands in the chair. That was the chair's legacy in our house. It was a conversation we repeated literally every single day. Sure. I I don't believe I did a handstand at your house. That seems (laughs) like it would stand out to me. So, yeah, maybe it wasn't one of those. Although, like, you seem like the kind of guy, like, I'm honestly surprised it's not part of your biography that somewhere in the past you did cheerleading. Like, that just seems like the sort of weird (laughs) semi-athletic thing that you might have done once upon a time. My wife was a Division One college cheerleader. She got an NCAA scholarship for it, and it is—it's very—it's like super dangerous too. They drop those people all the time. Like you can break so much doing it. But like, have you ever seen male cheerleaders? They are—they are probably the fittest people in sports you'll ever they're see. Because I mean, their only job is to like take a hundred and fifteen pound weight that's moving and wiggling and just toss it all <laughs> over the place. That, that takes some upper body strength. 
And you've got to catch it with no margin for error when it comes back down. They Yes, they will definitely hear about it if they miss that catch. I guess it's not just that. I guess maybe there's two kinds. I don't know if they if every male cheerleader does everything. There are the guys who just throw them. But I think I think most of them do the flips and stuff too. It's pretty incredible. So. Huh. I've just seen them whipping around the smaller women, but uh, maybe. I, I don't know. That's I, I'll, not I'll, a world know, that I live in, James. I doubt either of us has much knowledge about male cheerleaders, so we should probably just leave it at that. That's uh, that's outside the mm. scope of our giving away stuff for free on Facebook conversation, which, by the way, <laughs> happened organically when Steve failed to do the actual purpose of this podcast today. <laughs> and here we are. We, usually we come up with our concept like 10 seconds before. We didn't even have a concept Roughly. today. That's, that's how much effort we put into this <laughs> podcast. We just come out here and churn out gold i hope you appreciate it gdp i know you're the only one comedy go well next week we'll talk about the new name that popped up on james's daughter's phone when i (laughs) called this week apparently i have multiple identities up my sleeve just in case interpol is paying attention yes and uh will we actually have the laptop opening next week that we have been waiting for so impatiently i'm telling you man I hope so. I don't know what's going to happen between now and then. We could all be dead. How How do I know? This, we we made a promise. We never promised anything. We promised something this week, and then we didn't deliver it. Our, our one <laughs> fan is going to be so disappointed. Oh, she's Judy P. Doesn't matter what we do, she'll applaud it. <laughs> and that is how you lose your one fan. <laughs> Well, now that we're talking to nobody, we will close the show possibly forever. But I don't think you're going to get that lucky. Until next week when we come face to face one more time, it is me, Dr. Steve, for him, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for having watched and having listened, frankly. (laughs) And until we meet again, always remember two wrongs can make a right.